<laughs> I don't know why. They didn't have to fight like that. <laughs> what are you crying about? Oh, God. <laughs> it just was so hard. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> loved ones and family. Oh, Justice has been served. Justifiable homicide, y'all. We are gathered here in a somber remembrance of, of a man, a leader of men, who has left us very soon. Using that term very loosely, I see. <laughs> the man who coined, take that for data, they're not going to rook us. Oh, not rook us. Got rooked. Already hard. removed from our lives. <laughs> Coach David Fisdale. And your iconic glasses. Them glasses. Them. And all these worthless, grisly watch party giveaways we now have. We got so many glasses with his face on them. Keith's wearing a Take That for Data shirt right now. Uh, let us not focus, though, on the pain we feel. <laughs> or don't feel. <laughs> <laughs> for this man, this coach, seemed like a, seemed like a cool guy. Most so deaf. Cool. But let us remember the good times. That's the Tennessee way. Let us nice rem- guy coach needs to get fired immediately. <laughs> the good times of uh, beating some teams we weren't supposed to beat last year. Taking the Spurs to six games. Starting this year five and one. <laughs> Tony Allen. Let us not focus on the benching of Tony Allen for Andrew Harrison. No. Let us not focus on benching Mark the Shark Gasol, who strangely what? is at this funeral. Uh, still clutching a bloody knife. <laughs> he did the murdering. And while we remember Coach Fisdale and his contributions to the Grizzlies, let us also remember the other young lives that have been lost as a blood sacrifice to the angry deity Chris Wallace. of Chris Wallace. <laughs> Chris Wallace, whose bloodlust will not be sated. Now I'll have the organist play a little more. And I'll read off these words. Wade Baldwin. He sucked. Anchor down. Gone too soon. He was so bad. Jarrell Martin, who is still apparently with us. I don't know where he is. Jordan Adams, gunned down in his prime. Who was that? These are uh, first-round draft picks, Chuck. Tony Roten. Uh Uh-oh. Taken before he was ready. Keith, put that thing away. (laughs) Grievous. I shall not grieve for you, Vasquez. Oh, Xavier Henry. Rock chalk. Damari Carroll averaged eight minutes a game in the one year before he was traded. He was good for a while. A big one. Don't say it. Try not to pass out. Hashim the beat. (sighs) That hair, though, ahead of its time. OJ Mayo, who actually finished his entire rookie year contract on the Grizzlies, who was traded we traded Kevin Love for. (laughs) (laughs) And then that brings us all the way back to Mike Conley. I won't even focus on Kyle Lowry traded away Hakeem Warwick and Troy Bell. Chris Wallace, when will your bloodlust be sated? What more must we give? How much more flesh must we feed you? It is all Fisdale's fault. It is all. Don't, do not be distracted <laughs> by the writing on the wall. Change is routine. Right. This is a stable organization. Woo. 
Ashes to ashes, dust for dust. I, I got that's it. Take that for data. Take that for data. Chris Wallace, please don't hurt us. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, dressed in all black. John is wearing a very celebratory. No, no, no. No, no, no. Brightly colored Dikembe Matumbo shirt. That rainbow nugget skyline is not appropriate for my morning. It is for me, y'all. Who wants to sex John Bird? You're going to need a bigger boat, Fizdale. Mm, He's just chum now, boys. You come at the king, you best not miss. Mark the shark done it to dyke. Man. (laughs) Uh, I feel like somebody's a fall guy here. My name is Keith. answers. Easy, King James. I'm here with Chuck and... John, we're all out of sorts, all out of order. I am sad Fizdale was fired. John, after the Nets game, said, give me that man's head on a pike. I texted every, every, just color me Nostra dumbass, guys. I'm worried my will has become law. Because oh, after yeah. that game, I was like, fire him, fire him now, fire him immediately. I, of course, as you would correctly assume usually, was being, you know, wantonly aggressive and reactionary. And drunk. However. You also were riding a high from your college sports rooting interest of taking down Greg Schiano in one, right. one afternoon. That's right. And I don't want to put Fizdale on Schiano's level in any regards, other than uh, Greg Schiano's probably a better coach than, Gre- than uh, Dave Fizdale, uh, which we cannot overlook, guys. We cannot overlook that Fizdale was not doing a good job. That can't be overlooked. What? What? How this, are we this Mark, this Mark feud. How about second worst losing streak in franchise history? No, this is you also. Can, you cannot lay that on him. No, seven. The, the, te- the team is terrible. They lost seven the games without their without their point guard. With point guard being their least deep position. The roster's the bad, but look at how look at how we're playing under him. And and these are also guys that Fisdale likes. And Fisdale wants to play. Fisdale's the guy playing Andrew Harrison all the time. Fisdale's the guy's imploring the worst shooting team to shoot. He does really mentally abuse James Ennis. Why doesn't James Ennis play? He's just a whipping boy. Yeah. He's also not that good. I feel like we need to talk about breakfast, though. Ah, you're right. Did we have breakfast? There was a lovely spread at the wake. I wasn't wasn't able to eat. I'm just sitting. That's my my boy, Fizz. Usually when you eat, you stuff your face. Usually when you're sad, you stuff your face. Chuck, you're on Team LeBron. Once again, Chuck finds himself on Team LeBron, although claiming he's not. Unfortunately, have to side with the king on this. Also, what is this, like, thing where he's this amazing player developer? Name one who's not a superstar that Fizdale has had anything to do with. Um, A single player. You can look at... Tyreek Evans. What are you babbling about? What I mean, he's been playing great for you this year. He's not playing Tyreek correctly, either. He's playing... He and Mark can't play together. Why? Why is that? Who's that on? I don't know. I'd blame it on Tyreek. Probably Tyreek. It's I a black hole. Coach. He's a black hole. But he scores, and you need to score with Conley out. No, he needs to do what he's doing. Right. Although he was handed a crap team Fizdale. with a Fizdale with a top-heavy roster with uh, you know injury problems and it's age. A top-heavy roster that was teetering on the precipice. Right. Um, he had to suffer through, you know, getting rid of some of the, you know, franchise's identity players. Are we just skipping breakfast? Yeah. What did you eat? I didn't have breakfast. Neither did I. I did. 
<laughs> I had a, I had, I had my grapefruit. <laughs> See, Chuck and jo- Chuck and me, we're like we're sad. I'm sad. I'm we can't, sad we can't at all. John, John, John is like, this is the best day of my life. I'm gonna go treat happy. myself. Oh, I mean, you can you can blame it on the roster as much as you want, but at the end of the day. He's in charge of managing players and relationships and was wantonly and aggressively pissing off the only good player we have left. Well, the yeah. only good player That's who's your job, about man. 33 years old and is going to probably fall off a cliff in the next two years. Mark is Mark is talent wise. What do you uh, what do you want? What was what was fit? What would you like your coach to do? Are we going to talk about breakfast? This is the name least, no. things a coach does. <laughs> the, name something that Fisdale was doing correctly. Name something a, a player does, which is take coaching. And Mark's in there saying that he needs to. I'd, be I'd say sitting on the bench. He took it. He looked lethargic in the la- in most of this uh, losing streak. This, what in the hell are you talking? He's been our best player. I, I don't. I don't buy the lethargic. I do want to hear badly about John's grapefruit. What happened to the grapefruit, dog? We have to talk about breakfast. Put, it's, it's our thing. Our, it's put a little if we don't have that, I'm just going back to bed. I put a little salt on it. <laughs> Went for like a watermelon thing. Not going to do that again. But I, I got this new breakfast thing going, guys. I have my grapefruit. Or sometimes I don't have my grapefruit. I always have, get ready for this, dark cherry and beet juice. That'll make your poop very, what? very you frightening. Have just stolen the punchline <laughs> because I have learned the hard way about a phenomenon known as beechuria. Oh God, it's bad. Which, no matter how often you drink this stuff, you can never prepare yourself for the <gasps> yeah. Every following morning, you have need- I guys ever told? Have I told this story on the podcast? No. Where I was working, there was like two years of my life where I worked temp jobs every five months. Like, like I would work a temp job for a week. To make whatever, like eight hundred dollars, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got, I got a little buffer in, mm-hmm. in the checking account. Right, you get and, like and then, eight months of yeah, living expenses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like six months later, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I need to go get. So anyway, at one of these temp jobs, it was just it was like, uh, you know, alphabetize uh, a million things. Ill. Uh, and I was like, all right, fine. Um, however, they had a, they had a break room that was like, hey, free soda, free juice. And I really was like Buster Bluth, like free juice. Mm. I love juice. <laughs> Uh, and because I'm a child and don't know anything about food or what it does to your body, I like, I was just grabbing these Welch's like 20 ounce grape juices, just pounding them. Mm. Little did I know, like a lot of dye, uncontrollable dysentery, like just could <laughs> oh. not stop the bowels. You almost got organ trailed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like the, the, the actual physical weight I was back then, you know, living on a uh, hundred dollars a week and the amount I could not control my my uh, bowel movements. Yeah, I probably could have passed. Like mm. single dudes living with a roommate, not taking care of themselves, have passed way easier than I could have. But uh, yeah, turns out you shouldn't just drink a lot of juice. Uh, your system's not quite ready for it. Mm. Speaking of pooping with your pants on, <laughs> the Grizzlies per one hundred possessions are the twenty eighth worst team in the league since Fizdale's taken over. Mm-hmm. You mean including last year? Defensively, I do include last year. <laughs> oh. Now, offensively, the Grizzlies have made great strides, but this and this season it's cataclysmic. This season, <laughs> the only teams they are better than are the Bulls and the Bucks. Shout out, Jason Kidd, you're next, bud. Yeah. Mm. By the way, though, the Bucks, since we will talk about other NBA teams on this podcast, perhaps maybe uh, like I think the Bucks are their advanced numbers. They're they're cleaning the glass numbers. Are I think they're projected for thirty wins, right? Uh, we should be clear, though, like, this is a shocking firing. 
uh, and I, and like I'm not, I wouldn't put the like I'm not blaming Fizdale for this team's abject failure. However, if you can't be a coach, have control a locker room, and it comes to a me or him situation, I don't see what David Fisdale has done to be the guy you choose over Mark Gasol. I think, I think. You can still trade Mark You can keep Mark Gasol happy and get, reacquire some leverage to make a good trade. If you have suddenly like, oh yeah, we've chosen Fizz over Mark Gasol, now you have surrendered all leverage for any possible trade. Right. You make Mark happy now. If you want to trade him later, that's fine. So they can't. Yeah, the important part of that is they can still trade Mark Gasol. Absolutely. We'll, but if 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 it's like, oh, Mark's benched and has to leave, suddenly you have to trade him for even like instead of nickels on the dollar, which is what you're going to do, then pennies on the dollar. Do think, tell me. No, I just think uh, it's going to be harder to trade a player who just got his coach fired than a guy who has less leverage because the coaches benched him in the fourth quarter. I talked about this with I don't Pete, know if you want to with Peter Edmiston, uh, if, uh, another Grizzlies only interview that came out uh, yesterday. I'm not sure. You know, you can call Mark Gasol a coach killer, but as Peter said, guys have been called coach killer who did way less. Oh yeah, this is Mark Gasol holding the gun. Mm-hmm. Saying yeah, publicly in front of thousands of witnesses, right. while uh, the, while the Grizzlies PR is trying to get him off the yeah, podium. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Saying like, "I'm not going to take this lying down." They knew he was trying to hurt me, uh, and, and it's really funny. So the first time you hear those comments before Fizdale's fired, you're like, you know, Gasol's really upset, but he's not going to vent publicly. Uh, he's not going to take it lying down. He's just going to do everything he can, you know, to help the team. Mm-hmm. And then after the firing, he's like, "Oh, that guy said uh, it's going to do." everything in his power to not take it lying down. And then we, then we have a dead coach body. Uh, Hysterically, there's all these reports that Mark didn't go to the front office or anything. Right. I mean, Mark went to the front office of the public, mm-hmm. you know, he basically forced their hand, but like, as I said, again, I, I don't see what Fisdale has done to like, to, to, for all this rancor to be like, well, I can't believe he got fired. I think it was shocking, but it's fine. I'm fine with it. I think it's my big thing with it is he was, you know, he got a team. He didn't ask for Chandler Parsons to be awful last year, and that's a big chunk of the Chandler payroll. Parsons has been good this year. But last year. But he's been good, and he can only give you 22 minutes. Right. So he's right. not, you know, he, he was, you know, handcuffed to a roster that he had no, you know, say on how it was constructed. He's, you know, trying to do the best with his system because that's all he has. It's and a system, system that doesn't fit the roster at all. It doesn't, but it's the, the roster needs to, you know, needs to get better. I think and, one of our things that we argued as a podcast before several times is if the Grizzlies are transitioning away from a grit and grind era, how are they going to not end up being just like a terrible version of every other NBA team? Right, which is because, what we were do- which, which what is what we, we are. Yeah. yeah, because we don't have shooters to stretch mm-hmm. the court. We don't have small ball lineups that are good. We don't have multiple creating ball handlers. Mm-hmm. Like if we're if we're transitioning away from like oh we can't play big, we need to get rid of Zach and Tony and look towards the future. It's like well we have no. There's we have no exciting future guys because of we all used, the first round picks you mentioned. We earlier. used to at least be able to hang our hat on discipline defense, but if you've been watching the Grizzlies, you have seen Mark either put on a one man show on defense or watching some of the worst team defense you'll ever see, at which Mark has characterized after games as exactly what it is selfish, selfish defense, which mm-hmm. has never been the Grizzlies' identity. And then, furthermore, if I had to listen to David Fisdale say this after one more game, and I can't even count how many times he did it. I like the shots we were getting. Oh, yeah. Well, no, 
man. We just can't make them. So quit drawing up the plays to get them. Yeah, I think it was, I can't remember which game it was where he was like, well, we just missed all, maybe the Mavericks game. He's like, that third quarter, we came out, we just had wide open three after wide open three. It's like, yeah, they're not guarding you. They're saying, please, please shoot that shot. Like, they're just packing the paint. I mean, so where do you guys put David Fisdale as a coach? I think it's too early to figure it That's out. That's what I'm saying. I think, and yeah. I think, but right now, where would you have posited him? Like top fifteen, bottom fifteen? I mean, probably bottom fifteen. Yeah, he's not. He's a he's a sophomore, second he's year a, coach. He's a, he's a Jeff Teague. Yeah, he's figuring it he's, out. He's seventeenth. Yeah, let's oh, get a fourteenth. I think I think I might be able to change your mind. But let's first of all, before we do that, all this talking of hiring and firing brings to mind a little song. Oh. All right, guys. Wasn't our best. No. Even Game though, of scones. Even though this has been an insane, this this firing, has, it, this this is actually, it, we're in this like, we're feeling all tumultuous right now. Guys, it's been pretty low key. Since the Grizz fired Dave Yeager, there were 533 days before Earl Watson got fired. Which there was no outrage when Earl Watson got fired. Strangely, <laughs> well, not, I, not strangely. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I, I can't even make a counterpoint. Um, yeah, and th- this was like after the 2014-15 season, eleven coaches were relieved either during or after that season. Okay. So this has been like unprecedented stability. In fact, the last time a league began and ended a season with all coaches intact was 1971. Ooh. And there were only 17 teams. I love it when. So this has been with... weird. This has been weird. Data. However, these firings have been come a long time coming. And you know who always sees the firings coming? Vegas? Viva Las Vegas. Mm. Guys, what I want you to do. This, this, by the way, quite the incredible setup. I mean, this. I've, okay. I've been just salivating. Just give it to me, John. Give me the scones. So on uh, October 27th, Vegas released their first coach should be fired odds. What I want you guys to do is you're going to have three strikes to name the top ten coaches that were first to be fired odds. Mm-hmm. So this is the coach most likely to be fired, as proclaimed by Vegas, October 27th. Okay. All so right. you can take Jaeger out of it. And, by the way, or, mean, excuse me, not Jaeger. <laughs> you probably should not take Jaeger out of it. That's a hint. Freebie. Uh, you can take Fizz out of it. But uh, he, he wasn't on the list anyways. So it shows you how shocking are, this fire is. Are we including uh, Earl Watson? No, you're not. Okay. okay. Who was not uh, also not on the list? Well, that's kind of surprising. Well, I think he was already gone by the 27th, actually. All right. Actually, so. uh, I'll go first. Chuck went first last week. I will take Fred Hoiberg. Correct. Fifth at plus 600. Frank Vogel. Correct. Fourth at plus 550. I will take Jeff Hornacek. Correct. Second at plus 300. Alvin Gentry. Correct. First at plus 275. When you said that one, I was like, oh, that's a good one. I will go Tom Thibodeau. First strike of the day, Keith Parrish. Doc Rivers. Correct. Third at plus 500. Mike Malone. Correct. Squeaking in at 10th at plus 1,500. Chicka, 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 Jason Kidd. 
Staggeringly incorrect. What? No, that's because Vegas knows he is just in good. What's that? Um, Lazary? Whoever he's, in, who, he's whoever, ingrained. Whoever that poker playing uh, owner of of the Bucks is. Um. Gonna need an answer. Ty Lu. Incorrect, Keith. Two strikes for me. Jaeger. Correct six. Oh, that is at plus seven fifty. Son of a. <laughs> so, I'm gonna lose on that one. Sometimes you got to take advantage of the uh, game. <laughs> the gamekeeper's stupidity. Mm. Uh, how many do we have left? Only three. You guys have done very well. Um, would you like a hint? Uh, no, that's for. All right, for I would make it rather oblique. Okay, give me an oblique hint then. I hate this coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I know who it is. Uh, Dwayne. That's correct, Dwayne Casey. Casey. Dwayne Ninth Casey. at plus fifteen hundred. Thank you for the hint, John. Um, I felt like that evens it out. Steve Clifford. Incorrect. Ooh, uh, Two strikes apiece, boys. That would have really hurt Keith, by the way. This, I know. Is, this is tough. I, that's why I almost wanted it to be true more <laughs> than I knew it would be true. I'm going to need an answer, Keith. Oh, man. I'm, I'm racking my brain. I would say, would it be Stan Van Gundy? Ooh. Incorrect, Keith. Oh, that is the third strike. Chuck, I'm going to need you to seal the deal. I had, I had one I was, I was debating between that and Stan I got, Van Gundy. I'm, I'm going to give Chuck I need a, a hint, hint too. All right. because oh. you got a hint. Okay. From the Greg Popovich coaching family tree. Greg Budenholzer. That is a failure of failures. Is it? It's <laughs> correct. But nope. why did you call him Greg Budenholzer? I mean, uh, what's his name? Mike. <laughs> I'll give that to Chuck. Chuck is the winner. <laughs> I, am, I am under protest. <laughs> the only other guy that you guys didn't get, very nice performance, uh, boys, Brett Brown. Brett Brown. Oh, Philadelphia tied with uh, Budenholzer for seventh. Have, he would have been a fall guy, too. But I wouldn't have thought he would, you know, he's part of the but process. Hey, guys, let's go through this list and tell me whether or not Fizdale did a better job, has done a better job than any of these coaches this year. Number one, Alvin Gentry. I I, mean, I can't do it's it. It's incomplete. It's games, nope. and it's it's twenty games. It's 20 Jim Mornichek. And nope. Conley's been out for. Here's seven. the one guy I think he's done a better job than. Third of the season. He's done a better job than Doc Rivers, who's also <laughs> hamstrung by injury. All I'm saying, I I just end of the day, co- coaching. Unless you're Greg, po- unless you're Greg Popovich, Mike Popovich, maybe Mike Popovich. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Greg Popovich, you're not. I don't see a scenario where the team chooses you. Uh, you talked about coach killers. Who right. are the biggest coach killers of our lifetimes? Uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. LeBron James. Yeah. Le- LeBron James. The players win. The good And the good players always but win. But right. the, the argument has been made and has to be made. You just mentioned all-time players. This is like, the greatest player in Grizzlies history. Elite pantheon. Mm-hmm. Marcus Saul is not that. Was he a two-time All-Star? The or? best player in Grizzlies history Many people and our best player. Many people argue Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph's peak. He was. He was. Uh, you know, as good. Whoops. Wrong. Here, here's my thing. The firing Fizdale takes care of a symptom, but the disease is your front office. It's Chris Wallace. It's Chris Wallace. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Who are these super smart people? Who are who not going to fire themselves? Who have no idea how to run a franchise and who panicked in a moment when they could have let the coach coach. Chris, man, Chris Wallace says like. The only way to save, like, this was a way to save, save the our season. season. That's like looking at someone who got hit by a train. He, he misspelled job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, look at somebody who got hit by a train saying, wow, that person's dying. Uh, I'm going to kill this healthy person to take their kidney right. and put the kidney in this uh, right. macerated body and say, well, maybe this will save this, this dead body. Season's gone. This is the third coach that was fired the year after taking the Grizzlies to the playoffs. Oh, I mean... There's just four coaches in five years. You know, this is that is not routine change. Yeah, Uh, if you want to look at all the firings, most of them. um, Hollins was fired after 56 wins, right? In a a conference finals. But I mean, this is not strange behavior by franchises. There have been uh, Mike Woodson fired after 54. George Carl, it's fired after 57. Vinny Del Negro. It's strange behavior for well-run franchises, and this is this is a problem. I mean, I don't think you can call the Grizzlies a well-run franchise, but I I just think. if you're shocked by this firing, what? you haven't been paying attention. Like I told Keith. No, it's, it's shocked. Everyone was shocked. Everyone who follows the Grizzlies on a day-to-day basis, who even thought Fizdale was doing a bad job and right. understood Fizdale was on thin ice, but it that was, was still shocking. That was that moment, if you were watching in that moment, did you or did you not think after watching that Nets game something was going to happen? I really didn't. Really? Man. I mean, I, t- I texted you guys at, it while was, it was happening. No. I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Well, you you said you were you're like I am done with Fizz. Yeah. Like, well, it was my, my I thought something was going to happen after, and I thought it was Mark was going to get traded. He might after, still get traded after he basically you know threw uh, Fizz under the bus. You just have to salvage the relationship in order to get any kind of value from him. But here, this might be the 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 checkmate moment for the Grizzlies. At this moment in time, you are running your franchise. Like a functional alcoholic lunatic podcaster, <laughs> you are doing what I would do. Okay, I thought you were. I thought you were subtweeting me, which is uh, not great. Uh, so, we gave you one breakfast. After our breakfast, we moved to our breakfast in bed. Apologies, we are off the rails. Buckle up, Man. easy, Zach. Off Lowe. the rails. We are off the rails. How much did that Croatian beer cost? Whoa, whoa, we're off the rails. <laughs> I kind of feel like Zach Lowe now. I've had like two beers in three days. We're off the rails. Oh, <laughs> uh, after our breakfast, we moved to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Mine's very brief. David Fisdale, sorry I killed you with my mind. <laughs> uh, I've at one point in in our Patreon only Slack chat, there's been an ongoing discussion as to who is the better big man, uh, Stephen Adams or Andre Drummond, and people pick sides. And for a long time, I uh, had to consider Stephen Adams in the same light as Andre Drummond, and I am sorry for ever doing that. Not that Stephen Adams is a bad player. He's the modern day Greg Ostertag. Speaking of, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, but he is—he uh, is a, a significantly worse player than Andre Drummond is. As Andre's been balling out of his mind, hitting clutch free throws to seal games against the Celtics. His assist numbers are incredible. He went from one point three to three point five this year. He's playing incredible basketball. He's twenty three years old. He's an OG goon. Like he's like an old school NBA player. He's rough, he's tumble, he talks. He rough, he's rough, he's tumble. He's rough and tumble. Mm. He talks smack and he's a good he's a good ball player. He make, you know, he reminds me of, you know, what did we compare him to in the slack? Like a prime Dwight kind Drummond? of Drummond? Yeah, he's, I, that, I like just it. Just less defense. But now he's sinking them free throws. That's incredible. I mean, his assists are up, but also uh turnover rate. His turnovers have like tripled. Yeah. 
He has something. What he has? He's averaging over five turnovers in his, in his last yes. six games. He's on no. that Embiid boogie level. Oh. He is obviously playing great. He he's he's weirdly being mentioned for like most improved player, which is insane because he's merely gotten back to the level we thought he would be several years ago. Like he, right. he's had these stretches. I, I cheer people are for paying him. attention now because the Pistons are good and the Pistons are right. Surprising. I'm still, I'm still so they're still so surprisingly uh, good. Bigger story in Detroit's Tobias Harris. Really, Tobias Harris is incredible. Yeah, who just got like just a little bit better every year. It just keeps getting better. They just had on Monday night the uh, oh I'm thinking of a different even uh, revenge. I was thinking of the Orlando Magic. Like who gave away Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. but the Orlando Magic actually had a different revenge game happen on them, where Domas Sabonis and Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. just obliterated them, shot like eighty-eight <laughs> percent. At one point, Victor Oladipo was eleven for eleven, yeah. and I mean Sabonis shoots like seventy percent on the year. But uh, the Magic had to face those guys, being like, "Oh yeah, we gave these guys away for uh, two thirds of a season." <laughs> Poor of, Alfred Payton of, of I- Ibaka. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, my apology is for saying there was permanent good that would come out of the Grizzlies' 5-1 and one start. Mm. I thought the roster was improved. I did, too. I still maintained. Like, not everything that we saw at the opening is, is gone. Right. I mean, Mike Conley's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Fisdale's gone. <laughs> but the, uh, they, they were, at one point, giving more minutes to better players than they had the year before. The year before, where they finished very poorly in the regular season. Uh, and so I thought that's why this Grizzlies team is playing better, beating good teams, is because you're giving minutes to, like, spot minutes to Dylan Brooks. Chandler Parsons is playing better. Tyreek Evans has taken over some of these minutes. They were given to Wade Baldwin, Andrew Harrison, and a bad Chandler Parsons the year before. So I don't think that's all gone. But now I don't know what Fizz could have done. There is no combination of Ben McLemore, Andrew Harrison back in the lineup, Jarrell Martin, uh, Deontay Davis, they could be any good. No. Like, they are rolling the, out lineups uh, that have no chance of outscoring anyone. The the only possible answer would be to have made lineups without those players. Right. Which you could have done. And also, another thing, I hate to get back on this. If you did well in a first half under Biz, you did not play in the second half if it you were a younger sometimes. player. James the, only, the only time Deontay Davis would give me hope or James Ennis would have an amazing half playing defensively, banished to the bench. What does Andrew Harrison have on Fizdale? I mean, he can dribble, and he's not Mario Chalmers, and you gotta get Mario Chalmers out of there every now and then. No, but you should never slow, have man. like you should never have Andrew Harrison and Macklemore and Jarrell Martin on the court at the same time. You're just gonna lose. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what old JB uh, nepotism embodied Bickerstaff says. <laughs> Burn his kids. It's gonna change. I mean. Uh, who who comes around picking up interim head coach jobs? But he'll be good against the Rockets. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what he's gonna <laughs> do to change things. I do think like you you gotta just play. It's weird to pin your hopes on James Ennis, but my hopes of this team winning thirty eight games are you kind of need to play James Ennis thirty minutes a game because are you listening to yourself? Our Grizzlies <laughs> winning five games more than the Kings wager is so, so, oh, so, so depressing. Oh, the so Kings bad. are within a game. Mm. Thanks to one Zachary Randolph. Oh, What's man. his name? Zachary Augustus Randolph? Something like that. Augustus. We call him Zebo around these parts. Mm-hmm. Zebo. Anyway, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, which I promise won't only be about the Grizzlies, I think we have some 
questions from our Patreon supporters, the croissant questionnaire. In lieu of actual breakfast, we'll just kick it to some queries. All right, boys. Chuck, I feel like this one is aimed... One of these is aimed at you, and one of these is aimed at Keith. Sweet. But by Jove, I'm going to answer at least yours as well. Okay. Justin Baird asks, if you could open a fast food restaurant with five players that can be active or retired, who would you pick and why? I'm probably going to go short players with long arms. You know, you don't want a kitchen. You don't want like seven. Are they in a food dudes. truck? Yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking my my specific. I like where your head's at. I don't want. I want Earl Watson. I want uh, Muggsy Bogues. These guys are quick, good hands, steals guys. You know, be Dwayne Wade. He had a lot of blocks. I think for you're guard. missing your uh, your MVP uh, head chef, Rajon Rondo. Ooh, Ooh that wig span. I would definitely pick up Steph Curry because he is Chef Curry with the pot boy. Rajon Rondo in the clutch though, that could be a problem. What are we talking about? Can't play him at the end of shifts. No, that's true. <laughs> or on, a, or under a uh, like a time crunch. Yeah, Ty Lawson would eat all your food. Well, I don't want to make a joke about Ty Lawson uh, sneaking booze into work. <laughs> oh, See, that, well, you just so said, I'll just let that pass. Well, that, you just said kind of ruined my team because I went at a different. I, I went with game recognized game. Okay, and I got a starting lineup that's built around the ability to appreciate a good meal. Okay, fat guys. Get it. <laughs> I get it. Keith, do you want to chime in before I give you my we doing Oliver Miller slam again? dunk? Oh, Oliver Did Miller. Two, Oliver Miller makes an appearance. Two Oliver Miller references. I, I'm surprised Keith hasn't referenced him more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At point guard, Popeye Jones. That's Ooh, pretty good. Popeye's. 275 pounds. Once played with an obese body mass index of 30.2. Mm-hmm. That is fatter than Chuck or well, I. And his my name is a fast God. food restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah. So we should go Bernard King. If we're going to do that. Uh, it's not bad. Is there a McDonald? What I can't a, think of a McDonald. What an NBA player McDonald? Uh, Ray, we'll go with Ray Allen Kroc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shooting guard John L. Williams, simply because of the nickname Hot Plate. <laughs> Small forward, the 300-pounder Jerome James. Mm. Nickname? Big Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Power forward, Michael Sweets Sweetney, 348 pounds. That's great names. Of course, Oliver Miller, not just because he's the fattest dude who ever played at 375, <laughs> pulled a gun on a dude at a barbecue recently. Love it. That's what you need behind the counter. That sounds like me. Uh, honorable undead mention, Robert Tractor Trailer, 320 pounds, dropped dead of a heart attack in Puerto Rico. Uh, you also, you're also leaving out one, which probably isn't going to be in view of the customer, but you're going to need Vinny the Microwave Johnson. Mm. Oh, yeah. that, well, are there microwaves on this establishment? Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. in, the, in the back. <laughs> Every fast food place has a microwave. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about this answer from a, from a different perspective of working in a fast food restaurant is probably not fun. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. So I'm considering this to be a like a prison. Right. Where, who do I want to work at my fast food restaurant? Like, I want, I want Blake Griffin... Doing the dishes. <laughs> want, I want I want Kobe Bryant having to uh, right. sell pizza slices okay. to customers. Do you think Kobe uh, after he gets like a number four out really fast juts out his lower jaw? Like, yeah. I want I want Chris Paul uh, putting some hamburgers together. Paul Pierce on the, on the then, grill station, and then just to make it more unpleasant, uh, I'm gonna have co-managers. I'm gonna have Spencer Hawes and Andrew Bogut. Mm. Woo! Just just hanging out, just talk, talking to Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and yeah. Kobe Bryant. Earn that money, baby. Let's go to the second query. Monte World Peace asks, Keith, you already have a baby dungeon, but if you could add another kind of dungeon, oh, what kind of secondary dungeon would you have? 
Don't ask me this question. What kind of dungeon would I have? It would. Uh, it, I would have a uh, uh, all the Nazis on Twitter dungeon. It would be an actual dungeon. Oh, okay. Like a torture dungeon. It would be an actual like Joe uh, Sheriff Sheriff Arpaio. Joe Arapayo prison camp uh, for all the Nazis on Twitter. Pink underwear, that are, and that includes the president and Joe Arapayo. And yeah. Is that too, is that too dark? Should I have gone? Uh, we know that's perfect. I would have a jelly bean dungeon where I would keep jelly beans trapped until I decided to eat them. There you go, second take. That'll do it. <laughs> a candy dungeon. That that would be it. Just like all the just. That's the name of my. That's my name of my uh, windowless fan. Oh, is the candy dungeon? Candy dungeon. <laughs> Don't do that. Is all that making it in the show? Probably not. All right. Well, those were a couple of very good croissant queries. Croissant questionnaire. We don't know what they're I don't called. Know. These these segments, we should write them down. We should yeah, name them. It's at some point. Uh, if you want to contribute your own questions to the croissant questionnaire, you have to become a patron of our show. To do that, you go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. One of the benefits you get is that. Another very popular option is joining the Slack chat where we talk about everything around the clock, including breaking news, such as the coaches of our favorite teams getting fired. You also get the Pickle Pick'em and sundry sports leagues, including the one and only iShop Fantasy League. Negative points fantasy. I finally lost a match. I think I got a little too uh, too big in my britches. Mm. Well, Keith, too big. the reason you lost is because you probably didn't have any of the following players as I bring to you. The Ishvorp rankings. Ishvorp. I love that we do this every week. This is so great. So this is a ranking of the worst players uh, per our system that we. I guess if you're not one of the 30 people in the league listening, Mm -hmm. this is at least a summary of people who are not doing very well, right? Statistically, when they're on the court. I think, but to say not doing very well, that 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 doesn't pay enough respect to Ishvorp. These are the guys who, on a permanent basis, are are doing the most damage. Just bad. (laughs) Tied for ninth, we have Austin Rivers and Yogi Ferrell. Then we have Marcus Smart. Oh, oh also got to say, Austin Rivers also injuring the best player on his team. With his yeah. Austin Rivers doing everything he can to destroy the Clippers. Which with has his dad somehow bl- been blamed on Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Doc Rivers is yeah. insane. But anyway, go ahead. We have Marcus Smart, who even after that amazing 6-for-9 performance, six is somehow still eighth. Evan Turner, who he just belongs he just belongs there. He, he just it seems destroyed right. by Shabazz Napier. Seems right. Two rookies, Josh Jackson and Dilly Dilly Brooks. Dilly. And then th- this is like the holy quadrilogy right here. <laughs> Wes Matthews, J.R. Smith, Stanley Steamer Johnson, and the one, the only, almost a full point worse than anyone, or better from your viewpoint, Josh Richardson. Man. Miami Heat shout out. There you go, Chuck. Heartbreak. Continue on your way, Keith. That's great. Well, I say, so if you want to get involved with all that and support our show directly, the only way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? Oh, man, Popovich doing Popovich things. He's the man. Losing by 10 to the Mavericks. He loses his mind over one questionable call. It wasn't a bad call. It was a questionable call. Gets all, you know, vibrant in his anger. Starts marching on the court, yelling, kiss my ass. <laughs> Open your eyes. Gets gets tossed. Spurs immediately close the quarter on a run and end up winning the game. Don't cover those bums. 
as we've learned, coaches only get tossed to go watch things on TV. Yeah. What What, what did Greg want to go see on television? This uh, was the start. Suits. Mm. USA original Monday suits. Monday Night Football. They still making suits, John? I don't know. I've never seen suits. Like I mean, it was on for. There's a lot of episodes of that. I remember That's seeing commercials for it. I've seen damages. That burn, was good. Burn notice. Burn notice. I can I can mess with some burn notice. And you as a Miamian, yeah, that's good you one. should be messing with. Well, burn and it's some like some intel stuff. Like I think that Bruce uh, Campbell's in that. John. Yeah, he's yeah. great in it. Uh, yeah, that would be something Pop would be into. Some like espionage stuff. I don't think so. I think he's watching some Kim Burns or something. Really? Yeah, he's got to catch up on Vietnam. He's yeah. like, oh, new Vietnam. Gotta watch I, think yeah. he, I think he... I need sadness. Man, he, Pop had an incredible also clip, little video clip, in a game he did not get ejected where he pointed at every ref. He said... Yeah. He, he countered him. You're blind! He goes, one, <laughs> two, three... You're all effing blind. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 dude, like that was an all time. But it's that classic move, you know. And uh, Pop's really good at uh, spurring that team to a win. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what the. Uh, maybe he's getting. Is he getting more and more frustrated that there's just no Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard's quad. I think he's just is not. I think he knows how to you know leverage healing. his anger because he is you know famously indifferent about any and all activity that happens around him. And for him to show anger, it basically is like your dad coming home from work and the house is a mess. And like he's just, this has got to stop. And he blows his wig, yeah, you know, yeah. but you got to clean the house. And that's what they did. Says here you haven't been to school in months. <laughs> in months! In months! I, I don't know, man. He should be happy. He's got all these Illuminati members like Bryn Forbes, Jack and Trey's. <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty great Illuminati name. Brandon he's, Paul just built just, in the Spurs lab. Just, he's a clone. He's a 2K. What a, like, what a fake name. Yeah, he's like a 2K rookie that they made for seasons. Kyle Anderson using that bullet time slow motion scoring. That is some shiznit. <laughs> that, guy, that guy has brought James Harden's old man game to like some kind of new I – mean, that. I'm pretty sure I played in the gym with Kyle Anderson. Yeah, it's like the the uh, the knuckleball yeah. of, of basketball. Like, how's he moving so slow? My best thing is born ready on the Pacers. I've been telling you guys, the Indiana Pacers are the most entertaining basketball team. They're incredible. I, I, ref- I think bar none. I refuse to bet against All them. All hail Pritchard. Their games are so much fun to watch, but one of the catalysts, it's not Oladipo. It's not Darren Collison. It's not Miles Turner. It's not Domus Sabonis. Lance Stevenson cast off mm-hmm. uh, in his last six home games. This is these are random stats. Uh, in his last <laughs> six home games, he's shooting sixty percent from the field. He's ten out of fifteen from three, uh, and he's averaging fourteen and a half points, eight boards, and three assists in just like twenty minutes a game. That's ridiculous. He's a monster. And just on Monday night. Beating the magic, hitting a three, doing a little banjo dance. The banjo was he hot. did he did an incredible point guard lance where he did these no look and one yeah. mixtape, throws this incredible spin pass. Oh, for the assist, he's celebrating. They have captured something. If you were just a Pacers fan who just went to home games and maybe didn't watch the road games, you'd be convinced he's like six man of the year. <laughs> he's uh, that road does I, not travel. I just that, love I mean, that, uh, that, that that show does not travel. Oladipo has like yet another historic line, and somehow uh, Keith goes to no pants Lance. <laughs> I, I already, ready. I, I already honored Oladipo. He really did have Oladipo do, doing incredible things. He's insane. But so that's my yeah, that's my best. It, it's it's like me eighty percent Lance born ready, twenty percent Pacers are still so much fun to watch. I almost for my stick and eggs went with uh, Dion Waiters ending Kyrie Irving pseudo intellectual reign of terror, <laughs> in the least existential fashion imaginable with like. 
like, no, 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 yes, three-pointers and dunks. But it's just silly if we don't recognize Westbrook sunning Durant in, like, the most dramatic way possible. It's kind of incredible. It has to be. To- I know everybody's going to talk about it, but we got to talk about it. 34 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and God, did he want that 10th assist badly. Four steals. <laughs> I mean, that was just destruction. And the head-to-head arguing... Yeah, with the I mean, four huds touching. You can't miss a Westbrook Durant showdown, and we need it in the playoffs, boys. We need it. That was the uh, the Thunder need to play the Warriors every game. Yeah, because <laughs> they're losing. To they're other like, teams. Oh, we we figured it out. Well, do, do you think do that, that against the East, please? Do you think that's a problem? Like Billy Donovan uh, has a problem motivating those guys to play crappy teams because when they beat teams, they they're on fire and they they do what they did against the Thunder. When they lose, they lose close games. Okay, let's look at what was different about this game. This was a game in which clearly Mello and PG were going to let Russell run the show a little more in the name of Sweet Sweet right. Vengeance. Right. So, so perhaps that's what we got to do. They need to take a back seat and become actual role players instead of players who think they need to take the shot whenever they get it. Because Mello was secondary tertiary option was frighteningly efficient, and then Paul George had an amazing defensive game. Yeah. The, the, he focused on D. The wing defense uh, looks really good and frightening with those guys with Roberson and uh, and Paul George, you know. Well, bugging. Paul George is getting all the deflections, yeah. leading the league in steals. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing some amazing stuff. I, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen enough Thunder game. I haven't watched enough Thunder games, I, like, completely. I'm not worried about the Thunder at all. Their net rating is really good. Yeah. They're, they're very similar to what the Timberwolves have been, where they're losing every close game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Thunder are going to be fine. Yeah. I think that's much to do about nothing. But, uh, but it was just, to, that was an amazing thing to see. But you have to, those kind of games, like when they played the Warriors, where you, you know, you win big, it's kind of a statement game. You know, it builds that confidence for when you go into the fourth quarters and you have to learn how to win close games. Cause I think that's not a thing that, you know, just naturally, especially these guys who are, you know, historically bad fourth quarter or, uh, you know, end of game players. As far as thinking the Thunder are going to be fine, uh, we're coming up on the on the quarter pole. We're one-fourth done with the season, and John Schumann in his power rankings on NBA.com was pointing out that after 20 games, you can pretty much pick the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Usually, the, the teams that are Not in, the, in the top eight on each side are normally going to get in. The Thunder right now are 8-11, and 11, and um, in the last, I think, a team with only eight wins after 20 games in the West – only 20% of those make the playoffs. So they, they need to win this next ninth game, uh, their 20th game, to increase their odds greatly. But it also applies to, again, the Grizzlies, who we are going to talk about a lot. Uh, the Grizzlies, with seven being 7-12, seven and 12, no team in the Western Conference in the last 10 uh, 82-game seasons have made the playoffs after starting 7-13. and 13. So Grizzlies saving your season. Chris Wallace, a little heads up there. All right. Opposite of steak and eggs is cream of wheat, worst of week. What's your cream of wheat worst thing? Well, so the Golden State Warriors have been uh, engaging in some very nefarious activity. They had a uh, fan app that they uh, had. Was their team app, right? Their team, yeah, their team app. Had four fans, yes. Four fans. Tens of thousands of people downloaded this app that uh, required you to give the microphone permission to uh, listen in as the app was open. Uh, they they claim that it was for them to understand where people were using audio beacons to, you know, guide them in the right direction of a you know sale of a T-shirt or Steph Curry jersey. Um, the lawsuit that's been filed against them, though, however, states that they were spying on them and listening listening to what they say. 
Um, but was I know it, what really happened. Wasn't this a plot from Silicon Valley? I believe so. <laughs> they put. <laughs> they they uh, uh, It was for a good reason. They 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 hid their software mm-hmm. under this mm-hmm. app for mm-hmm. everyone to download. Yeah. Um, but really, what happened? It, this was all spurred not by the Warriors themselves, but by one particular Warrior, Kevin Durant, who just really wants to listen to people talk about him. He's just really interested in people and who's talking shit, so he can find them in the in the arena and uh, unfollow them on Twitter. I think that's uh, that's almost conspiratorial. It's conspiracy esque. I, I believe Durant. He he has the resources to do this. Got to find out who's talking. Oh, he's about a multimillionaire, and he's got all those bros in Silicon Valley that want to hang. So that's 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 slightly conspiratorial. I think I might have an actual turkey bacon supernatural conspiracy. Ooh, oh dear! Boom, boom, boom. Don't cross the streams. Unfortunately, it's about the Grizzlies. Son of a. We keep talking about. Uh, Monday when Dave Fizzo got fired. It was actually Nick Van Exel's birthday. Nick, oh. Nick Van Exel, assistant coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. And here's what, here's what I think happened. If I, Nick Van Exel had gotten the interim job over J.B. Bickerstaff, my joy would be uncontrollable. <laughs> I want Jerry Stackhouse badly. Oh, Jerry Stackhouse, D-League coach of the year. Got to get that guy. Anyway, Nick Van Exel on his birthday. I don't think Fizdo got fired because of any beef with Marcus Saul, because of the, them underperforming with his horrible roster. I think Nick Van Exel... What's blowing out his birthday candles? He's gonna make a wish, and he said, "You know what? I wish I could get a promotion in my coaching career." Oh no! And just like that, the monkey's paw came to life, <laughs> and the axe fell, and Fizdale was fired, and immediately Van Axel knew what he did. Nick Van Axel. He's like, "Oh no, I've moved up." Is that part of the car, John? <laughs> Uh, he said, oh, no, I know, I've moved up one seat on the bench. Right. I've moved one seat to the left. But Fizdale got fired. So I think he just... Uh, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, boys and right. girls. It's those sneaky genies that will just literally do what you ask. I so that's the knock, knock, knock on the door. I think the real reason um, Fizdale got fired is because he would um, send plays to his players on screenshotted text messages. That's, it was a little unprofessional of him. He was actually using the uh, micro, the iPhone voice text. Voice to text. He was just he he was just uh, he was recording audio clips of, of what they should do. And they're like, "This is crazy." I don't everybody, want to listen to this. Everybody, run to the three point line. Heave uncontrollable shots. Even if you suck. Is it true? Uh, this is an aside. Uh, is it true that the you know you can send a voice recording or audio recording in your text messages? Is that just because people can't screenshot those? Oh yeah. Okay. I do it all the time. Whenever I like, I shoot a shot. You know, with a yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like where well, if an so. NBA player wants to shoot his shot, right? It'd be like, hey, you should come over, and I'll hit them with that, and they can't screen. They can't it. screenshot, but they can save it and then play it for their friends, but they can't send that to other people, right? So, and, and screenshotting an audio file, you can't, you can't extract even, you any can't information from that. No, it's just like uh, you know, you know, wave patterns on a. You know, synthesizer or something. I don't know. I feel like in CSI, they could figure that out. Oh, CSI could do anything. Look at that mountain. Look at those trees. Look at that bum over there, man. He down on his knees. Look at these Lakers and Clippers. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. What is this from? That's the 
ironic sardonic song I Love L.A. by Randy Newman, <laughs> oh, which I the Lakers and Clippers have I, co-opted to mean something positive when it's actually an ode to how much L.A. sucks. I thought you were doing your Patrick Ewing uh, Jamaican, Jamaican <laughs> oh, yeah. voice. That was actually Randy Newman. Yeah. yeah, which just tells you a lot about Randy Newman's weird racist singing voice. Uh, the Lakers and the Clippers are the two most frustrating, unwatchable teams right now. I'd rather watch the Suns and the Better Kings. records than the Grizzlies. Ha! I mean, I don't. I have no idea what Luke Walton's doing. I have no idea what Doc Rivers is doing. The the Clippers are destroyed by injury now. Mm-hmm. So all that promise of Milos and the fun we were having, the Rooster now Blake Griffin down, and then the Lakers. Uh, that play <laughs> last night having an aneurysm. The, the Monday night, such a microcosm of everything that's wrong. the The play they draw up to win the game is a Steph Curry. Uh, range three for Lonzo Ball. I thought it was a play just to cover. Mm. They were down by five, I think. But it, it was a inbound it from like from the hash mark, just shoot it from there, airballed, slammed off the backboard, and then Lonzo Ball's like yelling at, at KCP like it was that an alley oop. Like what in the world is happening? Also, it, why is Lonzo in the game? Jordan Clarkson was having a great game. What is going oh, on? The Jordan Clarkson uh, gif of him just. Shaking his head, like what's going on? And and, and like and I put I put a lot of this on Walton because I think I think there are actually some fun players there, and, and there's some they have a glut of talent at the power four position, and somehow Larry Nance is getting all the minutes. And I know he played good defense. Luke Walton said Larry Nance was the best player on the court. That is I, that's, that's actually tr- my end game where I'm headed. Oh, I'm sorry, that's elite level trolling. Luke Walton <laughs> saying that Larry Nance was the best player on the court last night. You should be concerned <laughs> if that's your takeaway from the game. And I don't know if he's like doing some kind of like screw with his players' heads thing. You should be concerned about Luke Walton. Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle have done as much as they possibly can to increase their trade value. Yeah, Julius Randle's like the most palatable Gasol trade right now. If you <laughs> oh, if, if if you go yeah. if you go on the trade machine, which I know I think the trade machine is incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't understand people who who hate the trade machine. Who think it's stupid to propose? It's fun. It's fun. How is it not fun? Anyway, it is fun. Uh, if you trade Marcus Saul for Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson, it makes the Grizzlies eight games better yeah. according <laughs> according yeah. to the trade machine. <laughs> yeah, trading straight up for uh, Hassan Whiteside makes the Grizzlies seven games better, which is kind of crazy. Deep side. But that but that's yeah. being said, everything we understand about what the Lakers are doing. They don't want Jordan Clarkson or Julius Randle to be around next year because they want salary cap space to right. make a run for Paul George or yeah. LeBron James. It, some team needs to get Jordan Clarkson and right. Julius Randle. Yeah, I mean, perhaps I'm I'm being foolish and like this is you know, but really they don't have the pick to tank. They don't have a pick to tank. No. Yeah, so there's just no excuse for some of the things that are happening. And Lonzo's laying more bricks than a Freemason. It's nonsense. But I we were giving him. Sh- about that, about not shooting well. Every rookie point guard and guard. There's a lot of guys crap. not shooting well. I think the, I think the, like all the rookies have bad shooting percentages from three. I think except for like Jason Tatum. Right. So like, there's a lot of guys shooting terribly. It's and just, I'm all for playing your rookies, but these rotations and games you're trying to win just don't make sense to me. And and they're becoming like really just unbearable to watch play. I agree. Let's do a quick, a really brief uh, Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House, presents scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. We've so focused on the Grizzlies, and we still might talk about them a little more. But we do. Let's let's just briefly touch on some other things going on around the league. 
The Houston Rockets are an unstoppable death machine, mm-hmm. uh, chewing up everyone. They've hit 23 pointers in five straight games. The previous record was two straight games. Good God. So and nuts. Harden scored 20 points in how many consecutive games? Don't even it's know. blowing that record Clint away. Clint Capella looks like a god. Clint Capella's like a good Andre Drummond. Yeah. yeah. Clint, Ca- <laughs> Clint Capella, I mean, is basically getting to, you know, have the two best pure assist guys in the league feed him constantly. But he's also playing great defense. He's like fourth in defensive rating. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's a rim protector. Mm-hmm. He's hitting his free throws, too. It's no one's writing sonnets about him. I, and this is a dumb, you know, talking point thing but to, i think this easy keith i think this you're, oh, you're you're trying to gloss over under rum and having historic rebounding I mean, he looks, percentages and performances no, he looks insane we can't just let you uh no, side eye you guys are, you, that you guys are so is on the steven adams him. side of the uh debate plays but, a few good games but <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, of the 10 best games ever played in td and rebounding performance ever played in td gardens under Drummond has eight of them in his very short career yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, moved by raw rebounding totals. I, <laughs> I like Andre Drummond. Go Pistons! Yeah, no, but the yeah the Rockets. You know, they if they continue to build the chemistry. They'll it'll be a good series against the Warriors. I think I'm not saying they'll beat them. The Rockets are terrifying, but they they look good. They look really good. The Rockets are terrifying. Uh, the the Knicks have fallen down to earth a little bit, as we predicted. Unfortunately, their last ugly defeat coincided with the return of Joe Kim Noah, which uh, no one could have seen coming. Cantor was out. Zinger's banged up. I yeah. still like the Knicks. I still think they're... I mean, this is a team that we didn't... That everyone said would never sniff the playoffs. And I think they're, you know, probably going to finish ninth. Sniffing the playoffs. The Washington Wizards are without John Wall and are incredibly mediocre, which is why we never talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Nuggets <laughs> missing Paul Millsap. Uh, and so th- they're kind of interesting. What about the, uh, the meltdown, the you know Greek freak meltdown on the sidelines? Oh, the That's Greek right. freak meltdown. Those the, guys are buddies. I will F you up to that guy. Those guys he are says, buddies. I will kill you. Well, that's just... That's a very specific. That's Greek slang. That is Greek slang. I wonder if that he like, was referring to his like a uh, currency status. <laughs> Would devalue the drachma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the fire. You know, the fire kid train is getting uh, charged up now. People just don't trust him. He apparently has the complete and total, uh, you know, trust of the front office, which doesn't make sense considering the. This team has talent on paper that should they should be way better than they are. Their net rating is terrible. Even um, though they're 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 nine and nine, as, we, as I mentioned earlier, uh, one of the only two teams lower than the Grizzlies. But it, uh, Giannis finally came, Bulls. came back to you know earth after starting the season just so incredibly, you know, godly. And yeah, it's just uh, the season's dragging on, and that that team's chemistry and coaching makes me worry. But uh, gonna... t- Tony Snell leading the NBA in true shooting percentage. That's the weirdest. That is a random fact. Presented by Harry's.com. Harry's. Code fast break. I don't know. Are you sure that's not the Taco Bell and sustainable business model? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that might be. Um, let's move to the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, awarded each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week, we have a few honorable mentions. Donovan Mitchell, one for 10. Kent Bazemore, two for 13. Harry Barnes, three for 14. Laurie Markinen, four for 17. And also the following game, one for nine. 
And then we have four nominees this week presented in the order that seemed most entertaining. <laughs> Rajan Rondo in a loss to the Warriors, 0 for 9. Welcome back, baby. Uh, Pelicans, few games above 500. One of the four teams the Grizzlies need to catch, including both Los Angeles teams. I don't think Rondo's great for them, but what do I know? Rajon Rondo, 0 for 9. No points, 3 boards, 6 assists, 3 turnovers, 3 personal fouls. Robert Covington, in a loss to the Cavaliers. Wow, this is bad. 1 for 11. 2 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, 3 turnovers, 2 personal fouls. Roco, bro, what And a loss by 20 in a home game they were favored. Paul George. At the Mavericks in a loss, one for 12, two points, six boards. However, 10 assists, four steals. And this line is actually super secret, very sexy. (laughs) So uh, one for 12, you get nominated, but 2.6 boards, 10 assists, four steals. I'm getting hot and bothered. (laughs) That is a cool stat line. I got to go beak of kind of. Oh, we still got another. I'm sorry. I have four nominees this week. John. CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah. In a loss to the Sixers. One for 14. Five points, five boards, one block, three is turnovers, four personal fouls. So we got Rondo 0 for 9. Covington 1 for 11. I'm throwing out Paul George is 1 for 12. And then CJ McCollum 1 for 14. I'm still going B Cove, and here's why. Yes. Because Covington, you usually can forgive these games because he'll get you like four steals. Only one steal, Covington? Only one steal. That's not the fantasy player I paid for. I'm going CJ McCollum. One for 14, five points, five rebounds. Uh, that's not good at all. Mm. And the three turnovers, four personal fouls, no steals for him. You want to you wanna cast it? I'm chaotic. I'm going Paul George. No, we threw that one out. I'm not even going to let you. Okay. Yeah, we threw that one out, um, and we need a decision. Covington. Whoa, one, one for 11 upsetting the one for 14 CJ McCollum. Mm. Even I'm stunned. I had a little skin in that game. Covington hurt me in fantasy. So <laughs> I, right. pol- I apologize that uh, we let that infect our, uh, our, congratulations, our very prestigious Robert awards. Covington and congratulations CJ McCollum being left off the hook. That goes on your permanent record, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to in the coming week? I'm looking forward to seeing Jaeger getting that clean shave oh. that he needs to keep me interested. Will you just stop obsessing over him? He is so gangster. He looks like Once Upon a Time in America era noodles Robert De Niro right now. <laughs> kind of does. He's very he's slick in a speakeasy, spying on ballerinas. Come on. How excited is Dave Jaeger watching the Grizzlies from afar? Watching Fizdale fall under the axe. He's, you know, he's I, getting his revenge. I but bet it's he's torture porn. Much like much, Hostile 3, much, starring Mark Gasol. Much like Ray, Ray Liotta telling Sylvester Stallone in Copland. I bet. I he's bet when, going diagonal. <laughs> he's getting his revenge from afar. I will say when Dave Yeager woke up this morning after uh, sleeping on the news of Fizdo firing, first thing he did was pull out that Harry's mm, 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 shave mm, mm, kit and said, I got to clean up and look good today. I'm going to be gloating. The only thing better than a victory over the Warriors... German-engineered five-blade cartridge that provide a close, comfortable shave. Man, no, none of you want to look like Nikola Meritich and his neck beard. Or Jokic. I, or Jokic. Any of those That's itches. That's why Portis punched him. Yeah. because like their neck beard is grossing me out. I can't play basketball with you. So, hey, look. 
don't don't be one of those neckbeard dudes. You know, facial hair's in, but tighten it up. Don't yeah. look like a slovenly mess. So if you want to uh, transform your look, or maybe someone else's look, you can give the gift of Harry's. No matter what you're looking for, Harry's has you covered. They got these incredibly designed gift boxes. I'm blown away by mine. Uh, I might shave off my beard as a little holiday treat for the wife, and just to use those incredible razors. That face wash, also incredible. Smells so good. You're much better looking with your facial hair gone, Keith. I don't know about that. I like Keith's uh, beard. It lets me know that he's wiser than me, mm-hmm. or at least keeps the illusion going that he's wiser <laughs> than me. As a special offer for fans, we partner with Harry's to give you $5 off your order when you go to harrys.com slash fast break break. Nope. Slash fast break. Slash fast break. This is a holiday-only offer. And remember, give Harry's and give handsome. Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping. To get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, go to harrys.com slash fast break. Right now, that's harrys.com slash fast break. So what else besides good-looking, clean-shaven men are we looking forward to? I mean, this is going to post after the game, but, you know, Miami Cleveland, you know, being a thing that I have to care about. I can't believe we got through the show without uh, Chuck sunning uh, the Celtics for ending that streak. Oh, yeah. No, I, I gloated on I gloated on Twitter and in Slack to Liam, the one person uh, I like to rub in his face when the Celtics lose. He's great to Liam, uh, one of our Patreon supporters, who is a outspoken Celtics fan. Uh, I'm not looking forward to anything uh, because we're about to play the the Grizzlies are about to play the Spurs twice and then play all of the good teams in a row. Dear God, why? I'm looking forward to the Grizzlies. Uh, <clears throat> coming out of this miraculously <laughs> the grizzlies are survivors we're the uh we're the american exceptionalists who think something good will always happen uh, uh, Cavs, wolves who else is on this murderer's row the only winnable game is in those the hawks although last year if this you remember is very similar i predicted the grizzlies would win four games in december and january combined because mike conley broke his back mm-hmm. and Get they won ton they, they won Tons of games. You're right. Let's. let's I mean, that's almost like it could have been a well-coached team at that time. I'm also looking forward to Tyus Jones taking over that uh, Minnesota Timberwolves starting point guard job permanently. Yeah. Woo! He's, He's looking good. Hey, December 15 is only uh, a few weeks away. People can start getting traded. Yeah. Who, who, who signed their contracts this offseason. Mark Gasol, let's talk about it briefly, though. Yeah, we've, like, done, we've done too much for Grizzlies epilogue. There's some destinations. Where is the destination? I think, like... The only ones that make sense to me are Toronto, Toronto and Boston, Boston or Washington. But there's like nothing you can get. I think the move would just be for the Celtics. Just give them back one future pick. Give them back their 2019 pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's too much for the Celtics. I, I, I think it would be. A, a, it would keep uh, it would keep Drummond from destroying you guys Celtics on the boards. <laughs> Have another big guy in there. Yeah, they they that's that Drummond game did show the Celtics' biggest weakness, and it's, you know, interior defense and rebound. It's Andre Drummond. So, yeah. But there is only one Andre Drummond. They're probably not going to face him in the finals. Well, they might face him in the Eastern Conference finals. Eastern Conference semifinals, perhaps. That would be terrible with with MVP candidate Al Horford and Mark Gasol. Just shut it down. Let's go home. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like you could replace Aaron Baines' minutes with Mark Gasol. (gasps) Seems like Mark and Al Horford could play together. But, I mean, the contract issue, the trading the contracts is is the big issue with that. And I don't know. Because they have a bunch of rookies on small contracts. They're the only ones that would be worth anything. I could see, like, 
What about Nurkic and Evan Turner for Gasol? Need a three-team. Why? Would, I don't even know why the Blazers would do that, really. Why would the Grizzlies take Evan Turner's contract? The, the Blazers would have to throw in like all kinds of uh, madness. Yeah, that's what I want. I want madness. John, John I want is, stuff. John is the uh, orchestrator of every blockbuster trade of any fantasy league I've ever been in, so he's all about the three-team trades and crazy. I, I mean, I don't know why the, the Lakers would because they already have Brooke Lopez, and there's no reason to trade Brooke Lopez, and they don't have picks to give. See, none of these teams have picks, picks. to give. None of these teams have picks the in the Cavs. salaries to match. Like, the Raptors could give you next year's draft pick if you wanted. I think, or maybe the, the Hawks have that, so maybe the following year, the Wizards could give you this year's draft pick, mm-hmm. but it's going to be like 18 or 20 right. or 16. Or, it's, it's not going to be awesome. The Cavs have a lottery pick, and they have chunky contracts. They go Tristan Thompson. Right, that's what everyone's talking about, but the Cavs aren't giving you that Brooklyn pick. Unless yeah. LeBron James makes some weird demand. Please, LeBron James, make it make a demand. I mean, I, I think that team with Love, uh, Gasol um, in their in their front court would be kind of incredible. Thing, yeah, I, and I agree. I have seen this national media-wise saying, like, Mark, Mark Gasol is 33. Can he help you against the other elite teams? Yes. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, he's, he's still he's, really good. He's <laughs> like, still in his prime. He's still a great NBA player. My only issues with is, you know, in two years, how good is he going to be? Right. And you don't, you know, and that's the con. That's what you have to worry about with his contract. That contract ends with him making like twenty six million yeah. at thirty five years old. Is he's he going to be still worth that? going to be able to contribute at that? His but game he- does not rely on explosiveness nor athleticism. Right, this is and, true. And he shoots really like he, he still shoots really well. It's People be- pointing to his stats this year. You're like every team they're playing, they're all guarding Gasol. Right. Yeah. That's it. They're and leaving everyone else open. Jarrell Martin, please shoot a three. And this is big picture stuff. Mark's getting trashed on, but there were people throwing him in the MVP race earlier in the year. I mean, he, but he this looks, is one of Mark's best years. And he looks like in better shape this year than he has in probably I've ever seen since, you know, the last five years I started watching the grid. He's farming his own food. He looks great. All right. Last final 30 seconds. I do have to say, Mark Gasol is enigmatic. He is now a coach killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, so sure. he is. there's a lot of blame on him. He's incredibly inconsistent. When Mike Conley's playing well, Mark Gasol just kind of sits there a lot of times. So he's not a perfect hero, uh, but he's what he's what the Grizzlies have right now. And it's the best uh, you got. That, that's yeah, it's the best we got. Let's try to win 38 games. Couldn't Tony Allen help us win 38 games? I think he would have. We're going to be terrible. Why can't we have Tony why Allen? Why did you do that? Why did Keith? Why did you do that? Why? John Hollinger's Cameron. second draft of Ben McLemore. This is sad. All right, you guys, uh, support us at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Get a Harry's shave kit at harrys.com slash fastbreak. Follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G and G. Fair break, break, man. You understand?